tell you some money, man. I got two tickets for I'm taking everybody, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hang out and turn it up. Hi, this is Gary Peel from the band Boston, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Tom Schultz, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 423 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 423, we are joined uh, for, I believe, the second, maybe the third time by Lawrence Gowan of Styx. Uh, Styx is going to be coming to Pittsburgh to do a show at the Rivers Casino on the 8th of November. They're going to be playing the... Uh, Newly created Rivers Casino Event Center. Uh, Going to be a pretty cool, intimate gig. A great chance to see uh, Lawrence and Tommy and JY and, and Ricky, etc. In a really uh, a cool setting. Obviously, no strangers to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, as I mentioned in the interview, they've uh, used one of their songs in a roller coaster at Kennywood. So uh, these guys have kind of a special connection to Pittsburgh, even though um, you know the majority of the band is from the St. Louis area. Lawrence is from Canada, uh, but no strangers to Pittsburgh. So we're going to talk to uh, Lawrence about what's going on with Sticks. Um, you know where they are uh, musically. They obviously released the Mission a couple years ago. Uh, Lawrence has been busy doing some solo touring. Uh, Lawrence is, I'm sure many of you realize, uh, if you don't, uh, Lawrence was uh, quite a successful uh, solo artist, uh, actually the singer of the band Gowan, uh, who uh, was quite successful in, in the Canadian market. It unfortunately, didn't get a lot of airplay in, in the States, but uh, Gowan was, was uh, you know, quite a force in the t- t- Toronto market. And we also talked to him about uh, a new graphic novel, I, I guess you would call it. Uh, it's called A Criminal Mind, based off of uh, Gowan's hit song, A Criminal Mind. So we'll talk to him about how, you know, all these years later, uh, one of his songs has been turned into, um, you know, a really cool, I uh, call it a work of art, um, you know, certainly not a kid's comic book, um, but the illustration is fantastic. So we're going to talk to him about that. And of course, all things stick. So without further ado, we'll play a little classic sticks and we'll get into that interview with Lawrence Gowan. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome to Iron City Rocks. We have on the line Lawrence Gallon of Sticks. How are you doing, Lawrence? I'm very well, John. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. You're going to be uh, rolling into town with Sticks. Uh, obviously, no strangers to the Pittsburgh area. You're going to be coming in on November 8th to do a show, I believe, for the first time at the Rivers Casino Event Center. Um, yeah. Literally right on the river in the shadows of Heinz Field, which I know you guys have have done a little bit of work at over the years. Um, yes, we have. Fantastic to get you guys in. Um, one of the things I was curious about, obviously, and I don't maybe you guys know this, or I would hope you would know it, but just in case you don't, when Kennywood opened their new um, amusement park ride this year, a Steeler-themed ride, they're actually using your music in the ride. Um, <laughs> to your knowledge, have you guys made it into an amusement park ride before this? <laughs> I'm sure... You know, I'm sure there have been amusement park rides that have, that have spun some stick songs uh, before, but to actually be um, like ingrained in the system, mm. yeah, I think this, I think this, um, this portends uh, some great things coming in the future. Yeah, this is like <laughs> uh, the, the Gene Simmons uh, themed uh, amusement park idea. You have the sticks world. I, I, I think he, I think he's going to need us in there since we've got this much experience already. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you guys um, obviously have been you know, on the road nonstop. I just saw something uh, that, that kind of struck me uh, on, I believe it was ClassicRock.com or something like that, about how many more shows you had done uh, than Dennis with the band. And, you know, you're celebrating, if I'm not mistaken, your 20th year in Sticks. Is that yeah. kind of set, set in? I mean, it, it's... You know, it's funny to think, you're, you know, you and Ricky are the, the new guys in the band, but 20 years, yeah. I mean, that's gold watch territory for most jobs. <laughs> it is. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm into my, well into my 21st year with the band, so I, I feel like I'm legal now. I can do whatever I want. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, quite honestly, it's, uh, it is it's a weird milestone in some ways because I know, I know it's, it is an expanse of time and quite frankly, it's getting harder for me to remember never not being in sticks. It seems like I, I feel like it's been part of my life now for such a, uh, for such an extended period of time. I also see it as, um, you know, I feel I, you know, from my vantage point, you know, being still a new guy, <laughs> um, I, I also feel a sort of, bonding with the guys that I never knew that were in the band. So that would include John Finazzo and Dennis DeYoung and, uh, you know, well, Glenn Burtnick was with me and John Serluski in that there have only ever been 10 guys and sticks over the course of closing in on 50 years of existence. That is a remarkably low number for a band to have existed for nearly half a century. Um, so I kind of feel... Um, you know, I, I still feel really fortunate to be with this uh, the, with the band because they're such astounding players. Each guy individually is 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 so strong and so strong on stage, and um, I, we just happen to be at a point in our lives when we, our appreciation of of being able to do this at the level that we still do is is you know just continues to uh, to get higher and higher. Yeah, it, it, one of the things you, you mentioned, you know how long you've been doing this is that it almost seems that you know the music of sticks and, and a lot of the bands of, of dare i call it the arena rock era have become mm -hmm. much more popular than even 20 years ago 
Um, yeah. Do you see, you know, I mean, you see this every night. Do you see yourself playing in, in front of larger audiences by and large? I mean, maybe not back to the full-on arenas that, you know, the guys played in the, you know, mid-'80s, but, I mean, definitely larger audiences. Well, we still play the arenas, too. We just did a, we just hmm. did a, a slew of them in uh, in Canada, actually, over in British Columbia. And, no, as you say, they, they are jammed to capacity uh, on any given night. Now half the audience are under 30 years of age, which, you know, that that's really been the, the, the greatest revelation in the last, I'd say, the last 12 years is that the, younger, the audience keeps skewing younger, which just underlines the, uh, the value the classic rock and, and the the the, uh, the the profound uh, um, influence that progressive that uh, well classic rock let's call that had on the on the whole planet over the last half of the 20th century. I mean, inarguably, now it's the grand musical statement of that of of that half of the century. Uh, so, you know, we shouldn't be as it just so happens that we grew up in an era where we thought that pop rock music whatever you want to call it is a disposable form of music and i i think that was underlined by the fact that you know there'd be a quick turnover of songs you know on the radio and what people were singing but we really i think we kind of undervalued it in some ways you know we we, we loved it but we didn't think it would be something that would extend well into uh <clears throat> into the the next millennium as it has so uh, you know, when when I see younger people, particularly singing the words to songs that were written, recorded, and came out long before they were even born, and when they see a, a rock show and, and the caliber of which you know Sticks can uh, can deliver night after night, um, they they become as enamored with it as as you and I probably did growing up with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think some of the thing that helps is you know a band like Sticks. Um, you know, you guys made albums as opposed to singles. You know, you look back to to your childhood. You know, my childhood. There were a lot of bands that did singles that you know maybe get to do some novelty touring off of that now. But you know, yeah, you're in a band that made you know works of art. You know, side A and side B, and I think that spoke to the longevity. Plus, I mean, a lot of a lot of those kids that are coming to your shows now probably were stuck with it on mom and dad's CD player. You know, 15 <laughs> years ago, in the car. I mean, I, I can attest to you know my my kids know all the words to the foreigner songs probably yeah. without even having to think. Um, yeah. You know, there's a yeah. they kind of seep into your DNA. But um, do you think you know the obviously sticks? You know, while having great commercial success, certainly had a progressive edge. You still do. I mean, they listen to the Mission and, and Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That's that's certainly not lost. Does that? I don't want to say intelligence to make it sound like something highbrow, but do you think some of that made, you know, the music stand the test of time even more because you know of the intelligence of the music? I do, quite frankly. I, I think that there's, um, you know, I I was completely immersed in the classic rock era growing up. It really was, you know, I like to joke about the fact that it was it was when I saw Rick Wakeman in a cape and realized. Oh my God! You can be that level of a musician and a superhero at the same time. So I just thought, <laughs> I think I want to be that <laughs> when I was about 14 years old. And you know, there is a sophistication. I mean, you can't escape the word. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a weird word to use in in rock music, but there is a level of sophistication to the compositions and the and the the reach of of um, 
of the progressive side of rock music. I, I just a couple of weeks ago, I saw King Crimson, an absolutely mind blowing show. The, the level of musicianship that was there, and yet, you know, singing songs that just take your mind into this other realm, so to speak, um, and are, are so much larger than life. And, and really, that that ties in with our our whole notion of entertainment to this very day. We, we you know, there are blockbuster movies and. There are there are uh, you know fantastic um, television type series or Netflix series and all these things that are very deep and and uh, in their um, uh, you know in their vocabulary in their in the, the scripts and in the, the the diversity and the and the um, uh, the intricacies of a lot of the stories. I think the music of progressive rock kind of ties in with that in a in a in a weird way. Uh, people just want something that's that's larger than life, and that that side of rock presented it. I'd, I'd also, you know, there are bands that are not, you know, classified as as progressive. But for example, I think Queen is a very progressive band uh, in in its own way. Uh, you know, while still keeping a strong rock roots and everything behind everything, but they. The example that they set by last year, you know, that that movie, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody winning the Oscar, et cetera, it just it shows just how just how how seriously in a weird way, uh, but how meaningful, not seriously, but how meaningful these songs can be to uh, to, uh, to now to generations. Yeah, yeah, and judging by how hard it is to get tickets to see Queen, it's yeah. a, a <laughs> mission accomplished yeah. there. Um, that's the. Uh, that, that's a, it is amazing to see you know these songs resonate and when you're in the audience at these shows you know to look around and uh you know it 15 year olds 12 year olds 70 year olds you know that's you know i think it was um during an interview with the tso i remember um them saying that you know the generation that, that are really seniors now grew up with the electric guitar grew up hearing hendrix so it isn't you know anything outside of the norm anymore so it really can be appreciated by you know everyone at this point it isn't like you know when you know chuck berry came along that it yeah. kind of ostracized generations ahead of him you know you guys are making music that are kind of in everyone's wheelhouse which is tremendous um lawrence one of the things that did i wondered you know obviously you had a, a you know came into this band in somewhat of a unique situation, we're always an established artist, um, and, and I see that you're going to be doing some touring uh, in the month of November uh, with your band. Do you ever get the itch to kind of go back in and maybe do another solo album? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I love recording with sticks. I'm so proud of what we did on the mission. Uh, you know, however, there's you know every day, like before I you and I got on the phone here, we're you know, every day I'm writing new new music. There's something new that's that's coming along. And if it's not for sticks, then then I immediately categorize it as something that I'd like to to record. I've actually I, I actually have a so a long solo record ready, but I don't have the I, until I have the time to properly promote it. You know, if 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 sticks ever take a six month hiatus or let's call it that, then I would have the the, the time to really focus on promoting it properly and play a, a number of shows that are centered around that. Um because the way things are now, unless you're really on it, it'll it'll just drift off in, into the ether <laughs> because the internet is so broad now and and you can't really uh 
you can't really get anyone's attention unless you're really, you know, focused on on promoting something properly. So, yes, uh, the great thing is that I, you know, this year I'll play. I've got ten more, nine more solo Gowan band shows um, in Canada towards the end of this year. So that'll be twenty of those this year, plus about a hundred stick shows. So, you know, that's that's a lot of time being uh, being on tour. Um, and I, I still love it, but it it has kept that side of my uh, music alive. And funny enough, whenever I go, it's a weird thing. Whenever I go and play a solo run, I come back, and and Tommy Shaw has has several times commented. He says every time you come back from that, you bring something new back to the band. You know, some new subtle in a subtle way. But you know, we are we are the, the culmination of a lot of subtleties. You know, I think that the, the show is as great as it is now because year in and year out. Uh, you know, we've constantly, uh, constantly are searching for ways of just improving it, even even one percent. You know, um, and you know, the culmination of that after years and years is that is that the show is very dynamic and and has an, an amazing effect on audiences. Yeah, I mean, you guys do put on a, a, a wildly entertaining show. Um, you know, and there's a lot going on. You know, it isn't. You know, the five of you just kind of standing there like trees. Uh, yourself, you know, I remember the first <laughs> time I saw you just spinning around on the piano and standing on the piano and leaping and stuff. I think that's, that's an impressive thing. Was was it tricky for you as a, someone who was used to performing and still does perform, you know, as kind of the guy? You know, I mean, obviously when you're with Gowan, it's yeah. your name on the, you know, giant logo behind you. Do you have to kind of, when you're on sticks, think, okay, I, I need to respect Tommy and JY and, you know, and be more of a, a team, I guess, maybe, for lack of a better term? Uh, yes. I, I, particularly initially, the first three or four years, is trying to figure out, you know, how do you... You know, how do you still give every everything that you you know think that you have to to offer on stage and integrate that into a band setting? So you know, we used to joke backstage that it's uh, you know, Gowan learns to play with others. <laughs> you know, because when you are a, you know when you, when you have had so many years as a solo artist and and you uh, you're used to that um, you know being at the center of every single decision and having to be consulted on everything it's not like that in the band it's actually quite a bit easier I find in that in that you have this shared uh, you know decision making process that really leads you to a better place without practically without even thinking <laughs> it's it's amazing how uh, you know the think tank of that and being in touch with the fact that it, it really is a, a powerful uh, entity of combined forces. It really is that. That is what makes it so strong. And as you mentioned, John, it's like the uh, each performer on their own. I look across the stage, and I, I'm I'm as entertained as the audience is when I'm looking at JY and Todd and Ricky and Tommy. And when Chuck comes out, it's the same thing for me. I'm I I can see that, but I also am am aware. That it really is our—it's our combined effort. It's our—it's our combined personality that that supersedes anything that we're doing as individuals. And, and being in touch with the—I'll uh, quote JY—the power of that <laughs> is, uh, is 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 something to 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 really grab onto and just just ride it. Does um does it distract you? I mean, you, you constantly hear you know these internet sites dragging up 
Dennis and, and wanting to return to the fold. Does that really, do you just kind of tune that out? I mean, you, you obviously privy to discussions inside the band and, you yeah. know, you know what the truth is. Um, does that distract you at all to, to read that kind of stuff or just try to avoid it? Not really. It, it, you know, I'm I'm aware of it, and uh, I'm aware of it that, you know, a lot of people want to see Peter Gabriel back in Genesis again. Yeah. I'm one of those. <laughs> Except then I wouldn't have Phil Collins, and I love Phil Collins as much. So, you know, it's like bands evolve. That's just what happens with it. within them. Sometimes those those characters can stay together. And evolve in a in, in a manner that is still uh, you know productive, and sometimes and most often they they cannot. You know, I I really look at it like <clears throat> the spirit of the band survived that um, that change. At least that's my my own subjective opinion and the opinion of the thousands of people I see on their feet at the end of every night with big smiles on their faces. Um, and you know, when I went and saw the Rolling Stones a couple of years ago, I was looking at Ron Wood and realizing, man, that guy is the Rolling Stones. Everything about him is is the spirit of this band, and he's the third guitarist in that role. You know, I mean, I remember the Brian Jones Stones, the Mick Taylor Stones, and the Ron Wood Stones, and I've loved them all. And it, uh, throughout the three of them, that we're just talking about those three guitar players, the spirit of that band survived it's it's something beyond any any individual even as as great as brian jones and, and mick taylor are it, it was able to survive that because the right guy came in i'd argue that that that's what happened with genesis i never thought it could but it did you know i had no idea that the drummer had that level of ability and talent and entertainment and all everything that he brought to the front of the band and then i went on just loved i, I loved it even more because i loved all peter gabriel's solo stuff probably more than anything and that never would have happened so i look at it like like that to kind of i take a longer view of it and say you know it, it you can you can use all sorts of analogies uh you know i i i would love it if bobby Orr was still playing on the boston bruins it's just not the way it works today <laughs> yeah yeah you're you know you're absolutely right and it's it's you know it's worked out magnificently for you guys i mean you're, you're still making great music you're you're making you know new music you're not just be you know hanging on the you know the novelty of playing the same 12 songs from you know a bygone era um you know it's, 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 it's great to see that i i agree i mean the mission that album is a testament to what we as a collective uh, in this incarnation of of sticks um what we were able to accomplish and you know when i look online the things i prefer to look at is you know where classic rock or ultimate classic rock or whatever magazine out there now ranks that album so high among the top 10 sticks albums of all times and and there are sites where you know uh, the, the faithful out there discuss where in the in the top five records of sticks you know where do you place the mission so i love the fact that it, that it stands alongside the great you know, Grand Illusion and Pieces of Eight and Cornerstone and uh, Paradise Theater and, and that in people's minds it, it's it's a continuum of that um, of of that trajectory that the band had from years ago. 
Absolutely, Lawrence. Uh, one one final thing. I, I noticed you have stepped into the to the world of graphic novels. You know, kind of um, yeah, uh, bridging your solo uh, material with Criminal Mind uh, into a, a graphic novel. Can you talk a little bit about how that came to be? I see it's sold out on your website, so that's obviously a great yeah. a great problem to have. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a Criminal Mind is the song that that kind of broke. My, you know, changed my life really, quite honestly, and um, you know, it got to number one in, in, in Canada and many markets, and it it's, it actually went to a, became a platinum single um, uh, last just last year, just a year ago now, and that that album Strange Animals was it was a triple platinum record, and over the years, you know, people asked for the sheet music for for that song, you know, and uh, I had I had someone write up the sheet music in a simpler piano version so people could play it because what's on the record is a little might be beyond some you know uh, you, you love to have novice players be able to kind of get into it quickly. Thank so you that, for that. It is a novice player. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but you know online you see the there's a thing now called fan art fan art where. You know, people, artists out there just happen to draw whatever they happen to love. And sometimes the, the results of that can be really striking. And there's a lady named Ilya St. Ange in, in Winnipeg who had done just had just had done one drawing from uh, from the uh, A Criminal Mind video, the part where I'm up in front of the judge. And it's a, it was it was an animated video anyway, it used animation. When I saw that, I, I contacted her and I said, you know, for for 20 years, well, maybe for longer, 30 years, I've wanted to do a comic book of the song. But until today, I'd never seen a, a rendition of it that really tied so seamlessly with the video, that, which was such a, an integral part of the promotion of that song back in the 80s. And I said, your, your drawing just captured it. So would you like to do a comic book together? And she's, she's only like 23 or 24. And she was kind of like, absolutely, I would love to do that, you know. And um, so we worked on it for about a year and a half or so, and uh, we put it out this year with, um, you know, with, their, with my publishing company. And yeah, people seem to be really loving it. It's a great, there's a great quality to it. I mean, it really is a, it, it is graphic novel style on, you know, great stock. And the, 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 the in fact, if you, there's a, a code, QR code on the front uh, of the comic book, that if you hold your phone up to it, it'll instantly start playing the video from the 80s. So it ties together all, levels of technology still with that tactile experience of holding a book in your hands, you know, which by the way, earlier on in this conversation, you mentioned about vinyl. I, I remember about 15 years ago, going into one of these kind of hipster vinyl stores back then. And I realized something's going on here because I'm the oldest guy in this store and it's all younger people that are buying it. And what, what's happened, I think is that that tactile experience of holding it in your hands and having it in the real world instead of the virtual world is was being lost, you know, and people have rekindled it. And I think, you know, a graphic novel ties into that. And, yeah, people people seem to be loving it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing to think, you know, you make a video and now fast-forward 20-odd years, you know, yeah. pushing 30 years, and, and people yeah. still care enough about, you know, that you know, in the song, you know, that's, it's a, it's a neat thing, you know, and you think about that with the other lines of work that, you know, you did a piece of work and it still resonates this, 
you know, all these years later. It's just a, it's a truly, truly wonderful testament to the song, to the video. Um, you know, it's it's great to see that come back. Kyle, is it ever? The wild thing with that is that the song really had two lives anyway, because when I joined Sticks, you know, Tommy said, let's make a Criminal Mind a Sticks song. So we've done several recordings of it, live recordings, and, and there's a live mm-hmm. DVD as well. Uh, actually, a couple of them. So the song had a second life breathed into it from that, you know, from that new perspective. And uh, but look, you know, it's it's amazing just how long songs can last if they just if if that melodic content and that lyrical content is is relatable enough, it can it can go on for you know for as long as sticks have gone on <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right about the the experience of holding something. You know, that it, it's. You know, you could do something like this, I'm sure, much cheaper on a Kindle, you know, edition of it, and people can swipe through and and certainly see the content, but there's something about being able to sit down and, you know, maybe putting, you know, an album on, even if it's, you know, a different album, and just sitting there reading it on paper, I know. I was kind of the person who was bummed out when vinyl became in vogue, because I literally bought pieces of eight for a quarter at a yard sale. Um, You know, now (laughs) it's like 29 bucks U.S. to pick up... You know, vinyl anymore because all the good ones have been now taken out of all the secondhand stores. I uh, know, I know. I bought, I, I just last week I bought Honky Chateau, uh, the Elton John album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I bought Honky Chateau for 70 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh my God. But it was worth yeah. every penny. Yeah, I think about that when I see uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I have an old scratchy vinyl copy. Like I just yeah. can't bring myself for forty-five bucks to go out and, and buy this on, you know, probably a seventh media. I, you know, I have how yeah. many C- CDs and different editions and things like that. Um, here's, the, here's the thing about that, John. Is you know the pristine version of Dark Side of the Moon. That's the digital version. That's the pristine hmm. version you can listen to. Those scratches on your old copy. Those are those are valued scars along they, they, they're like tracks that mark your life you, you know, I don't mind the, the pop scratches don't, aren't bothering me at all anymore yeah it's character you know it, it is yeah. absolutely character well Lawrence yeah. I don't want to keep you any longer I know you're a busy man uh, again, we'll see you on the 8th of November at the Rivers Casino. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have some copies of the merch table for the, of the Criminal Mind uh, for people yep. to check out. And we'll, you know, yeah. at some point, we'll get you down here in the states doing a gallon tour. That would be really cool as well. I would love to do that. I've done a, I've done a few solo ones, just just me on piano, mm-hmm. and I'd love to do more of them. You know, I actually yeah. I actually played one in Pittsburgh many many years ago, back in the 80s. But they uh, they never released my albums down here. But it was um, you know so I love coming back to that to that city. It was, it was actually quite pivotal for yeah. me. Um, so looking forward to it. Eighth well, of November, the Sticks big extravaganza is coming back to Pittsburgh. Looking forward to seeing everyone. All right, Lawrence. Thank you so much for your time this morning, man. You too, John. Great to talk right. to you all the time. All right, take care.
again, a big thank you to Lawrence Gowan. Uh, they will be in town uh, November 8th with Sticks to do a show at the Rivers Casino Event Center. Tickets are available at riverscasino.com. Uh, you can go under entertainment and get your tickets there. There's some uh, general admission and there's some, I believe, reserve seating as well. I haven't personally been to an event there, but I'm hoping to make it out to the Sticks show myself. So, a big chance to check that out. Uh, Sticks always puts on a phenomenal show. Uh, such a great group of musicians um you know i think a lot of people you know when you think of sticks you think of the radio hits but um as we talked about in the interview a very accomplished progressive rock band you know they don't necessarily get spoken of the way people speak of emerson lake and palmer or uh yes or even um asia but when you really listen to the music i think sticks is every bit uh you know in that conversation you know maybe a little bit more radio friendly progressive rock but, but uh, certainly great album-oriented rock. So I invite you to check that out. We'll have a link on ironcityrocks.com. You can get to Lawrence's website if you're interested in looking for A Criminal Mind, the graphic novel, if you're unable to make it to the show to pick up a, a copy in person. So we invite you to check us out at ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and even now Snapchat, where Iron City Rocks. I'm not hard to find. You can hit us up at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know if there are things you like about the show, things you don't like, suggestions, improvements, what have you. Uh, whatever you've got on your chest, let us know. And uh, invite you to stay with us on social media. We're always giving away tickets, uh, show announcements. If you live anywhere in western Pennsylvania or even, uh, for that matter, eastern Ohio or northern West Virginia, um, you know we're constantly announcing shows in your area. Um, keep you abreast of that kind of stuff. So, till next time, we want to thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.